Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Adam Markham. I'm joined in the virtual show check by Johnny the Greek. Johnny, how are we doing this evening? Hey, my friend. Pretty, pretty good. How are you? How are things? What's new? Things are good. Things are great. Um, it's a boy. Surprise, everyone. We did the uh, we did the gender reveal thing today. Uh, it was a private hey. thing. It was just me and me and the wife and the and the kid. But um, yeah, we got one of those golf balls that's filled up with powder, and I uh, and I hit it, and it had uh, blue powder in it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we were talking about this before recording. That that's gonna be good. Uh, brothers, brothers are good. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, he'll be, have someone to, you know, um, buy alcohol. Um, mm-hmm. They can wear each other's clothes, give each other mm-hmm. advice. We can all go golfing. It's going to be a great time. Bunch of bros, bunch of bros in the house. Uh, everyone pray for for my wife. Um, <laughs> God bless her. These these next fifty plus years. Yeah, was she? Uh, what was she hoping for? Did she say, or is she just you know healthy? No, nah, she's she's yeah, healthy baby. Exactly. I mean, you know, I think she would have been uh, pretty pumped up if it was a if it was a girl. Um, but yeah, she she also couldn't really see herself being more than a a boy dad and same thing i couldn't i kind of felt the same way i had a hard time picturing myself as a girl i would have been pumped either way but uh you know it's just a whole different whole different deal you know you're you're, uh you're having to buy new toys and buy a bunch of pink stuff and uh you got weddings to pay for (laughs) so you know a lot more skrilla so um was happy in that regard but yeah pumped would have been pumped either way we're just uh we're excited to, to have have a new one on the way man yeah, that, that's awesome, man. Congrats, buddy, and uh, good stuff. Yep, yep, good stuff. Uh, speaking of uh, not good stuff, the game last night. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was not that, fun. Yeah, that was that was dog shit. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. Um, I think a lot of people thought uh, Baltimore was going to blow the doors off Miami, myself included. But you got to throw all that stuff out the window on Thursday nights. It's just shit's going to get wonky. We know that. Um, one takeaway from the game, um, IDP wise, Josh Bynes just absolutely crushing it this year. Uh, we we have all been disappointed with Patrick Queen, but um, nice to see Josh Bynes still being relevant uh, late into his career. Yeah, yeah, he had a he had a really nice game. Of course, he could not get over five and a half combined tackles, so. Screwed a lot of people out of that bet, but that's okay. Uh, you got the sack, pass deflection, what, four solo tackles. Yeah, I mean, he had a really good game, 74% of snaps. Like, yeah, de- just yet another example of a uh, readily available waiver wire linebacker that are excellent. Yep. Also, um, it was Deshaun Elliott uh, was, was not playing, so – um, first game without him, so we got to see Brandon Stevens. Um, he looked okay. He didn't give us a huge gaudy stat line. I think he put up like maybe five, five combined tackles, something like that. But um, yeah, it was nice seeing him out there. Do you have the? Do you know what the snap count was on him, Johnny? Did you happen to see that? I did not. It'll be a hundred percent though. That's uh, that would be my guess. Anything else, I'd be like shocked. Um, 
But yeah, his his value is you know he's corner in a lot of places and. Yes. You know, any 100% of snap safety, I don't care if it's deep or shallow or whatever. And Macri said this guy's probably going to be more shallow um, just because Clark goes deep when uh, <clears throat> Deshaun Elliott's out. Uh, the, the consistency is just way more there than your your average corner. So uh, that that's where the cheat code comes in, right? Like any safety snaps are better than most corner snaps, unless you're talking like Kenny Moore or someone like that. Yeah, I, hadn't, I didn't check last night yet, but um, I know that... Out of the, I think he's played like 250-some snaps so far this year, 66% of those snaps have been in the box, um, in the slot, or on the line. So, yep, uh, that's a recipe for IDP success. So, definitely someone you should you know keep an eye on. I'm, I I uh, actually put a tweet out about Brandon Stevens. You, if you're not following, or you're not on Twitter, uh, you're really doing yourself a disadvantage. Uh, that's where I get majority of my information that's that's really what how i i uh i think i'm as successful uh at this as i am is is through twitter honestly um just because it's just so much information out there that you can you know find so if you're not on twitter you should be on twitter we also drop we drop little nugs on twitter all the time so make sure you're following me make sure you're following johnny johnny i think is at orange man what's the what's the numbers uh three one four two Three one four two. I'm at Adam IDP. Um, hit subscribe, like, comment, all that, baby. We yeah, love making content. Yeah, yeah turn, turn on notice. notifications. <laughs> yeah, you need to keep up with everything we do, guys. But um, <clears throat> all right, Johnny, let's get to it. We got we got a lot to talk about tonight. We got we're gonna we got these. We got quite a bit of detail on these notes. So uh, let's get into the week 10 preview. So the first game kicking us off um, is the Tennessee Titans versus New- the New Orleans Saints. The Titans are averaging 28.3 points per game. That's six in the league. Um, they're giving up 23.4 points per game. They... Uh, they are averaging 67.2 plays per game, and they are allowing 65.4 um, plays a game. Three sacks allowed per game. That is tied for 27th in the league, so that's not great. And uh, they are getting 2.6 sacks per game, which is eighth in the league. This is a uh, this is a pretty fun game, Johnny. I mean, I, Simeon is uh, not not great. I, I think mm-hmm. we prefer Hill to come in at some point, but is he banged up? Is that why we're not seeing him yet? Do you know? Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. I, I don't know. I think he, I think Simeon just looked good uh, against Tampa, so they rolled with it. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Hill this week, no doubt. No Kamara. That's not good. Yeah, no Kamara. Um, I mean, start your usual. Still got to start Demario Davis. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, Marcus Davenport's back. He's been looking okay. Um, mm-hmm. on Yamada too had like seven combined tackles last week. That was pretty good. Yeah, Davenport yeah. had had six combined in a sack. Um, I can I can see the box score in my head. Yeah, it's all there. It never leaves. <laughs> um, I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for the tight ones, I saw where David Long is out. That's a bummer. He's been an absolute beast the last like five weeks. 
Yeah, um, that's that's not great. But Jam was back last week. Uh, mm-hmm. This will definitely give him a little bumpski. Um, and then if Rashawn goes, that's probably safe-ish as well. Like whoever isn't the guy will still get seventy percent of snaps this week um, yeah. against you know against a uh, Saints team that'll probably just try and run the ball and play defense. Yeah. Amani Hooker, if he's still out there floating around in your league, uh, on your waiver waiver wires. He should not be. He's been he's been great this year. Um, I found a really cool stat about him and Byard. So uh, since 2020, Kevin Byard with Amani Hooker, he has five interceptions in seven games. Um, without Kevin Byard, without Amani Hooker, he has one interception in 18 games. So mm. those guys, those guys trust each other. Those guys, those guys have great chemistry, and it shows when they're when they're out to, out there together. Uh, Kevin Byard feels much more comfortable to do a lot of different things, take chances, and uh, he knows that Hooker's got his back. So that's a great safety combo. A lot of people sleep on Hooker. He's actually a cornerback in RSO for me, so that's nice. But um, either way, say he's a he's a really great safety option to have. I think as well. Yeah, definitely. That's a good one. Um, I saw something else on the Titans injuries today. I'm trying to find it. Um, I think one of their corners is out, so Molden is a little safer this week. Molden did see a reduction in playing time last couple weeks here, so that's kind of been on my radar. But I know Long's out. They lost two other guys. Can't yeah, I've actually I've got a little bit of uh, some stats on Molden here. So um, he's their slot cornerback, so... 85% snap share at the last four weeks since Fulton hit the IR. He's averaging almost seven tackles per game in that span, 13.2 points per game since becoming starter. Uh, 97% of the snaps in the sweet spot, which we know, as Evan Ronda has coined, sweet spot is the defensive line, the box, and the slot. So, yeah, Elijah Molden, a great option for you. I'm sure he's someone that you've mentioned a lot here recently in your cornerback articles, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like Greg Maben did not practice and is out. I believe that's the guy that's out this week because I remember seeing that and thinking, okay, Molden's a little safer this week. Although, full disclosure, this is a Saints team with a backup quarterback, no wide receiver core, and no passing game to begin with. So you probably shouldn't be streaming here in the first place. Right, yes, I agree. Um, I didn't even hit the uh, the Saints stats, team stats. Um, I'm going to probably not do the points per game stuff. Let's do the, the – so they're allowing 62.6 plays against per game. That is 14th best in the league. Uh, 1.6 sacks allowed per game. That is uh, tied for fifth. And they are getting 2.2 sacks per game. Mm. But, yeah, uh, Marcus Davenport. He's uh he's been great since returning. He's got uh he's got grades of eighty four point six, seventy two point zero, ninety point eight the last three weeks. So uh his snap share is great. Um he's he's seen sixty three percent, sixty six percent, and seventy three percent in that same three game span. So yeah, nice to see Mar- Marcus Davenport back there and really having, you know, kind of a breakout, especially as far as pressures and everything goes and um all that stuff. He he still isn't getting you know home on sacks like we want, but I think that'll come. I and mean, we we see that stuff. That's already been happening a lot. Guys that were slow to start the year sack wise, um, but we're up there in pressures. They've they've started getting home a lot more. So you see that stuff normalize. 
Yeah, and I, I'd rather go at it that way than uh, chase guys that are just getting lucky. You know what I mean? Like, that's yep. not a good way to go about it. Uh, yeah, no, this Saints defensive line is fully healthy, all in there, and looking good. So, yeah, I'm into it. All right, um, next game. Speaking of being into it, baby, Mike White is back. The New York Jets versus the Buffalo Bills. The Jets, they are giving up 67.6 plays against per game. That is 29th in the league. Um, They are allowing three sacks a game. That is uh, 27th in the league, and they are getting 2.2 sacks per game. That is 14th in the league. Um, Look at the Bills here. The Bills, they are giving up 58.5 team plays per game. team plays against per game. So that is that is first in the NFL. Um yeah, they're they're not out on the field um a lot. So that's not great. But uh they are allowing one and a half sacks per game. That is third best. Uh or I'm sorry, third worst. No, that's third best. Yeah, that that one's best. Yep. And uh two point two sacks per game. That is fourteenth best in the league. Um, yeah, there are definitely a couple of things here. So Ashton Davis locked in excellent, uh, you know, waiver wire safety the rest of the season. He's good to go because Way's done. Uh, May's done for the year. Um, I forget they they had a parade of other guys before that that are also done. They just re-signed Jared Wilson to the practice squad, and they've got Sherrod Neesman. So there's two two guys that could end up being a waiver wire safety next to Davis, but Davis is definitely good to go. Yeah, um on the Buffalo side, Jerry Hughes, someone that I've I've been uh I've been kind of monitoring. He's not getting the snap share that we want, but um he's putting up a lot of pressures. He leads the Bills with 25 pressures. He has 3 QB hits and only 2 sacks, but he's got a 19.6 pass rush win rate, so he's putting up elite advanced metrics. But again, one of those guys is not coming home on 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 the uh, sacks yet, but Someone that you know, if you need a dart, he's he could he could put up three sacks in a week. He's that type of player. He he did that last year. He was actually really solid and consistent, a lot more consistent last year. But um, we're not seeing that yet. But yeah, he's someone that I like. Um, I saw where Tremaine Edmonds is out for this game. Mm-hmm. So AJ Klein time. There you go, AJ Klein time. Yes, AJ Klein is always a baller whenever he gets an opportunity. Just. Easy ten tackles. You can just pretty much bank on it. So uh, yeah, you should fire him up. He's he's likely out there on your waivers. Think Nick Vigil when you think AJ Klein. That's the type of production you're going to get. Yeah, you can fire up Nick Vigil this week too. By the way, that's right. Anthony Barr is, is hobbled. <laughs> is he out? Yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet. Well, that's that's a. I noticed he was on a lot of waivers for me, so I would definitely put some bids in on him. Um. Yeah, let's see. Is there really anyone else that we're forgetting in this game? No. I mean, these these defenses are pretty set in stone. The Bills are extremely set in stone. Nothing changes ever unless there's an injury. Um, but, yeah, Teron Johnson's banged up, although, I don't know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about that. There's better places to stream from this week. And, uh, yeah, A.J. Klein's the move. And, um, yeah, I don't know. You got anything we're missing? I don't think so. I think we're good. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Detroit Lions. 
The Steelers are giving up 62 plays per game. Um, I'm sorry, plays against per game. These are getting me all effed up. Jeez. 2.2 sacks allowed per game, uh, and they are getting 2.8 sacks per game. Lions, meanwhile, they are, uh, they give up, they have 61 team plays against per game and 2.9 sacks allowed per game, and they are getting 1.8 sacks per game. So, yeah, no pass rush really mm. at all for the Lions. That's 29th in the league. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, no IDP options at all for the Lions, really. If we're being honest, um, yeah, and Pittsburgh's pretty set in stone. Uh, I like your note here on Highsmith. Yeah, he's definitely seen a bump in playing time. He hasn't done anything with it, but he's seen a bump in playing time. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. Something could happen though. Yeah, I like Highsmith. I think he'll he'll start getting home on those sacks as well. Uh, Charles Harris, a guy that I've I found pretty useful at defensive end for me. In, in a few leagues, he has uh, played 75% of the snaps since week three. He leads the lines and pressures and sacks since week three. He has 18 pressures and three sacks, 73.0 pass rush grade, 19.4% win rate. So those are, those are great numbers for Charles Harris this year. Kind of one of those out of nowhere guys. Um, there's actually been a decent amount of those lately for, for defensive end. We'll get to a few more. Uh, when we preview some of these other games. Um, anyone else we're missing, Johnny? No, not, not really. I mean, start the usual guys here, but, you know, I, I do have a couple leagues where I've got, like, Minka or Devin Bush or Schober or any of those guys, and I, I just don't think it's going to be a good week for them. I, I don't think the Lions are going to be on the field enough on offense or put up enough offense to satisfy anyone that needs a combined tackle floor. The sacks, they'll be there. T.J. Watt will have a huge week, no doubt. Uh, they'll probably be a pick or two. But, you know, um, I don't know. Besides that, I, I think I think it's just going to be a lot of Najee Harris and the Steelers uh, running the ball and being on the field. Yeah, I could see that too. But it is, it is the Steelers. They play down to their opponents. This is a prime situation for them to do so. Uh, is TJ Watt the MVP for you? Mm. Mm. Nah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you can make an argument. It's Garrett so far. What do you think? I think it's, I think it's probably TJ Watt or yeah, Garrett. It's one of those two. Um, yeah, Garrett, I don't think has had a game this year where he hasn't had a sack. He hasn't missed any games. Um, he's just TJ Watt's been, yeah, they've both been great, man. They've both been awesome. TJ Watt has missed a game, I believe, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be tough. That's going to be a tough one for the voters to decide. Still plenty of season left though. So anything can happen there, but, um, yeah, we're just, we're just curious your take on that. Yeah. I wish he was a defensive end in, in most places. Then I'd, then I'd be a little more than lukewarm on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, I hear you. He, 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 you know what I mean? He's useless to me in like 60% of my leagues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the linebacker tag isn't isn't the best. But as far as, you know, people with that, like him, uh, the, you know, that play his position, that have that linebacker tag, uh, he's about as consistent as it gets. That's I mean, he 
it it is pretty insane what he's done like the last three three years. He is he's put up like twenty at least twenty two points per game uh, using big three scoring the last three years. So and this year he's having a career year, do like smashing that. So I think he's put up around like twenty eight a game. So just yeah, quite insane. It's, no, I hear you. It's just a personal preference thing. I I never try and rely on sacks at my linebacker position or splash plays. It's, it's yeah, just no, some, it's it's, it's going to bite you at some point. Yep, it's true. Um, it always does. Uh, okay, so the next game we got here on the list is the Colts, the Coats versus the Jaguars. The Colts, 63 team plays against per game. That is 15th. 1.9 sacks allowed per game. That is 12th. And 2.1 sacks per game themselves. That is 19th in the league. Uh, players to watch, Quiddy Pay. He returned from injury week six. He played 70% of the snaps since then. 15 of his 17 pressures accrued since returning. No sacks in that span, but again, the pressures are good. 22.3% win rate in that time. Uh, he did beat up a very bad Jets O-line. Uh, how does he f- perform against a, a Jags team that is top five in sacks allowed? So could be another nice game for uh, hopefully a, uh, his first sack this this next week with a great matchup. But could um, he look good? I mean, he's 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 looked he's looked pretty sharp for for a young guy. Yeah. Yep. He he's uh, yeah he's looking good. I think um, I, I don't have any shares. It when when I grab defensive end, it's not Quiddy Pay. It's like Miles Garrett or Daniel Hunter or someone. Yeah, I didn't have any. Um, I, I wasn't able to grab any rookie drafts or anything just because he was typically being drafted like in the you know usually third round. I think he might have gone in the second round in, in my main league actually, but definitely third round for for the most part. And yeah, it's just it's there was other guys I liked around him. Um, or liked more than him, you know, in that range. And plus, there were so many good values with the defensive ends. You could get Rousseau in the fourth. You could get Tryon. Um, Peyton Turner was going too late. As as uh, Ojolari was was typically going after pay. So, um, just because a lot of times people will just look at draft capital, you know, for the most part, um, you're non. You know, we're in a lot of leagues where it's a lot of us, you know, degenerates where. We do. We just. That's all we think about is this stuff. Most of your casual leagues, that stuff's going to slip through, and you can, um, you can really take advantage of value. Um, but yeah. Anyway, little little tangent there. Um, Jaguars. They are. Um, team plays against sixty three point four. That is seventeenth. One point six sacks allowed per game. 1.9 sacks per game. Um, Dwayne Smoot, a guy that we, we've talked about on here quite a bit, he leads all Jags and pressures this season with 32. It's kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he has four sacks and six QB hits. 71.5% snap share the last four weeks. Um, PFF grades in that span, 70.3, 86.2, 70.8, 70.7. 14.81 points per game the past uh, four games. And uh, the Colts are top 12 in sacks allowed. So, you know, Wentz, Wentz is always capable of being sacked. He always does some mm. some boneheaded stuff. So uh, that's never a bad matchup. 
Yeah, I, I actually like this a lot. And uh, this is one of the ones that the sites haven't caught on to yet. They still got his projection like stupid low. Um, so, you know, don't let that guide you with this. This is a legit option. Um, Hunter, especially with Gregory out this week, like I've grabbed Smoot in a couple of places and just rolling with that instead. I feel pretty good about it. He played like 82% of snaps last week. He's completely displaced Chase on. They don't even, that's not a person anymore. He's gone. Uh, so it's Smoot and Allen, and they have a real pass rush this year. Yeah, it's it's been it's been good to see. He's another one of those types that you've just been able to kind of pluck off the waivers. Um, I guess it's the last name. No one wants to start a guy named Smoot. I think that's that's what is <laughs> making him be slept on even more. But yeah, he's been great. He was one of those guys on that that uh, that tweet I put out about guys with high pressure numbers and low sacks. But um, he's pretty much gotten a sack the last three weeks, I think. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's 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 why we that's why we care about that stuff, guys. A lot of people want to tell you that stuff doesn't matter and um, that stuff's not real, but that's in their in your face, in your face, in their face, right there. Yeah, and and no, that is the way to do it, right? Like, I would much rather go after guys that have all those good metrics, and we know the production's just over the hill. Uh, then go after someone that lucked into a sack last week, is playing less than half the snaps, and is a terrible player that we'd never heard of before. But you know they're on a hot streak, so we're gonna chase that. Like that—that that is not the way to do things. Um, all you can do with all this is put yourself in the best position possible and wait for good things to happen. Yep, that's right. But yeah, we're looking for clues. We're looking for clues on uh, future production, and we use things like this. Um. And it's not just us. You saw the Chargers coach the other day talk about it. Belichick talks about it all the time. Yeah, yeah, right. Belichick just talked about it too. Yeah, that's right, man. They know what's up. Um, they they those fellas know football, but probably a little bit better than us too. So yeah, a tiny bit, wee bit, just a bit, barely. The Washington football team versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um. I'm gonna skip doing those most of these these uh, numbers. I'm effing them up too much. They are getting 2.4 sacks per game. They are allowing two sacks per game. So um, players to watch: Kendall Fuller. He's their slot corner. He's averaging 11.53 points per game this year. 88% snap share. 44% of those in the sweet spot. Um, five of his eight games have been with double-digit points. So Kendall Fuller, a nice little cornerback option for, for folks this year. Oh, yeah. This is probably behind Cameron Bynum, the best cornerback option this week, straight up. Um, excellent matchup. He'll play every single snap. Washington likes to screw around with different game plans depending on who's in town. Um, that's why we see Jamin go up, down, left, right. Same thing with Landon Collins and Cameron Curl. But Fuller against uh, the Tampa Bay passing attack, he'll be in every single snap. And if I had if I had a gun to my head and someone said, you need to tell me one quarter that's going to have a blow-up game this week or I'm going to pull the trigger, I'd say Kendall Fuller this week. I like it. Uh, the Bucks, meanwhile... 62.2 team plays against per game. That's 13th in the league. One and a half sacks allowed per game uh, and 2.1 sacks per game themselves. So 
Uh, players to watch, Jordan Whitehead, he's come on as of late, 88% snap share the last five games, 62% in the sweet spot. Winfield returned in week seven, pushing Whitehead back to box safety, and his snaps have climbed to 68% in the sweet spot. Uh, so he has now put put up back-to-back double-digit point games being back in that role. So love to see that for Whitehead. He's someone that is also probably out there on your waiver wires. If you're in a pinch, he can he can be an option for you. Yeah, Levante David might be on your waiver wire too. Seriously. I I found a couple today. I was like, what is this doing here? <laughs> wow. Those are those Yahoo leagues that are are open to the public, right? Uh one of them was, yeah. Yeah. The other one I was a little surprised, yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, it happens, man. People do people get desperate with the way rosters are set up and stuff and yeah, some people get dropped that shouldn't. So always got to be paying attention. Um, the uh, the next game we'll get to is the New England Patriots versus the Cleveland Browns. This will be a fun game. I think uh, – who do you think is going to win this game? Do you think the Pats are going to do this, pull it out? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. But I kind of do too. But we don't know anything. We know – we don't – we know – if this last week plus Thursday hasn't – reaffirmed what you know i've seen since i was five then nothing will you know it any given sunday I, I know it's a stupid phrase that everyone uses but it's true you never know you really never know <laughs> yeah it is true man this this uh yeah the league is 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 insane man i don't know who the best team oh there's you know i feel like we've 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 thought there's been four or five different teams that have been the best team uh at any you know point it, certain points this year and you know it just uh yeah if you think someone's good just wait give it a week yeah but uh new england's really coming on and uh they've won like this before it's been a minute but they they won their first super bowl in 2011 or excuse me 2001 like this just run play defense don't make mistakes um let the other guy do it take advantage and that's what they're doing here uh yeah they're running back uh Core is beat up. There are BBC is uh, beat up this week. Um, but, yeah, they'll be fine. So players to watch in this game, uh, Matt Judon, he's been great this year, fourth in the league in total pressures, 10 sacks, five QB hits. Um, he is 22nd out of 119 edge defenders for pass rush grade with a 78.1. He has a 21.5% win rate. Six of his nine games have been with double-digit points, and four of those six have been over 20 uh, 20 points. So Matt Judon looking like the, I mean, he's got to be probably the free agent edition of the year. Um, Or, you know, he's in in consideration. There are some good ones, but, man, he got paid, and I think a lot of people were kind of surprised, but he's he's lived up to it. Yeah, and he's he's playing the second most every week too, which is kind of weird when you got guys like Duggar and J.C. Jackson there. Um, okay, here's one for you. Patriots being a cursed defense and all. J.C. Jackson last week um, in a in a negative game script for the opponent having to try and pass their way back in. Guess how many snaps he played or what percentage he played? Oh, gosh. It, he he had the pick six, by the way, and a second pick. He had a monster game, right? Did he yep. um did he play less than fifty percent? Close. Sixty four percent. 
that's wow. that's their best that's their best most talented corner by <laughs> several factors of a million. I when I saw that it about exploded my brain. <laughs> I was like, how is this? I don't think he, he's not injured either. Like I have him, he's not. There's no cue. <laughs> yeah, why, why, why do that, New England? Just makes no sense. Yeah, and they do it to uh, Duggar too. Like, like Duggar saw a little uh, yeah. uh, dip dip last week too. It's I just don't. Those guys are so talented. I just don't understand it. Yeah, it is really annoying. Um, Judon, he's he's. They're letting him get out there and do his thing, though. His his snaps have been uh, pretty good for a for an edge guy. Um, yeah, they've been really good. Yeah. The Browns, they are allowing 2.8 sacks per game. They are getting three sacks a game um, themselves. Players to watch. Who wins this role with Anthony Walker uh, and JOK? JOK was designated to return from injury on Wednesday. Um, he played 91% and 85% of the snaps in the two games before his injury in week six. He averaged 10.5 points per game in those two games with 12 tackles and a forced fumble. Um, Walker has played 100%, 100% and 83% of the snaps weeks seven, eight, and nine. He's averaging 16.2 points per game in that span. Um, that's a that's a really profitable job right there for IDP. So. How? What do you think happens whenever JOK comes back, Johnny? No, oh, I I defer to Macri and Wollert, and they think it's JOK. So I think it's JOK. Yeah, I think we we've actually probably talked about this before, and I think, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think that's probably what happens too. Uh, but I am hesitant. I mean, Walker has been he's been putting up the stats. I mean, uh. Damn, he's been great. 16.2 points per game. Um, That's linebacker one numbers. So, yeah, I hate to see that go away, but um, I guess we'll just have to monitor that. That'll be a a big discussion for our next episode. Dallas Cowboys. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, just sit on it this week. I mean, go, yeah. if you need to, go go grab Vigil for a week. Go grab, uh, if you're truly desperate, Kenneth Murray. Who thought I'd say that this year, but it's true. Um, you know, th- th- go grab AJ Klein for a week, right? Play something safe this week and uh, see how it goes. Yeah, that's a good call there. Just give it a week because, yeah, that situation's changing there. There's some risks there. Uh, yeah, and those other guys, we know what they're going to do. Okay, so the Dallas Cowboys versus the Atlanta Falcons, um, the Dan Quinn revenge game. <laughs> 62 team plays against per game for the Cowboys, um, 1.8 sacks allowed per game. Falcons, they are they have 64.5 team plays against per game, and they are allowing 1.8 sacks per game. How you feeling about your squad? I guess we should start off with the fact that uh, Randy Gregory is now out for mm. yeah probably the next two or three games. I think he what was it a calf injury? Is that what I'm what I saw? Yeah, yeah something like that. I don't know. I just saw he was out for like uh, short term IR. Um, so I think the timing's going to work out well if we can get through these next three games. It'll be Lawrence and Gregory coming back. Um, right in time for the playoff push. So that'll be good. Um, I've, I've put 50 bucks on the Falcons cause they're like plus three ninety this week. 
and I'm fully willing to just flush that money down the toilet for a Cowboys win. So it's a it's a win win bet for me. Um, <laughs> but I I haven't been doing that until this week. So that that shows you my confidence level starting to drop a little bit. <laughs> so what'd you put on the Falcons? Fifty bucks. Hmm. They've been yeah. they've Matt, Matt Ryan's been great lately. It, yeah, they've actually been really good. Um, you know, beat a de- pretty good Saints team. Uh, yeah, I, I mean they lost to Carolina. That's that's a little poopy, but um, I don't know. I I the Cowboys should win this game, but uh, that's why I'm putting money on the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun to watch. It, it definitely. Uh... I wonder what the over unders. It's got to be. It's got to be one of the higher ones on the week, uh, because Cowboys are averaging thirty point one points per game. The Falcons are averaging twenty two points per game, but I think that's been trending up recently. Um, yeah, both of them allow plenty of points. Cowboys mm-hmm. are allowing twenty four points per game. Um, Falcons are allowing twenty seven and a half points per game. So this will be fun. This will be a good game. Sounds like yeah, you're uh, last year's edition was fuck you know crazy. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. Oh, with the spinning onside kick from Zerline. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that was wild. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll be good. Um, you know, start your corners. Start AJ Terrell. Start Diggs. Start um, Anthony Brown. Uh, Fabian Morrow. This will definitely be, there'll be some passing. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, in this one, no pass rush on either side. So, <laughs> is Micah Parsons going to be playing a lot more edge this week? Uh, yeah, I would bet so. Yeah, you think, think exclusively? So. Eh, maybe I don't know. Maybe not exclusively, but a good chunk. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's also highlight on. Eric Harris, this is a guy I think I mentioned on our first episode. Yeah, but, uh, he, he did. He's been he's been great this year, man. Eighty one percent of the snaps. Uh, he's missed week five with injury, but fifty three percent of those snaps have been in the sweet spot. And again, that slot on the line or in the box. He's averaging six tackles and one pass breakup per game. Four of his seven games have been double digit points. Um, so Eric Harris, great option for you. He's actually still out there probably in a lot of leagues. I picked him up today in a competitive league. Um, he does get the, he gets the linebacker designation and sleeper that's still there. So yeah, Eric Harris, a guy that is, uh, balling still. He's, he's getting up there in age too. He's like, I think he's 29 or 30. So he's, you know, just blocking Richie Grant from getting on the field, but (laughs) <laughs> Who cares? We're uh, we're okay with it in IDP land because he's he's been a nice value. Yeah, yeah, he did this last year on the Raiders too for a few weeks. Yeah, boy, he balled out last year for a few games, like monster weeks. But uh, let's see, anyone else really we should be mentioning this one, Johnny? Yeah, I mean, you know the the usual suspects. Uh, I would still just be careful with uh. Van Der Esch and Neal. I mean, they had they had bloated production last week just because literally every time I looked up, the Cowboys were on defense last week. And then I, I remember I looked at the time of possession because I remembered that. And it was, I'm not even kidding here, 42 minutes to 18, I believe. So, 
that's what I'm saying. So you got to factor that in. Like, that's like NFL average is around 30 minutes. That's like 12 extra minutes of uh, defense that Van Der Esch and Neal played last week. Um, that's obviously going to bloat their production. They're still only playing around 50% of snaps each, each week. So in a normal game, that's not going to be enough playing time uh, for production. So just be careful with that. How many snaps were those guys getting? Like oh, last and, week? And, oh, I don't know. I'd have to have to look at it. I I noticed a few of those games. There was like some crazy high snap counts last week. I wonder if that was one of them. But I feel like one of them, like there was like somebody somebody had like over ninety snaps. Maybe that's wrong, Shit. but I feel like that's all that. Yeah, I mean that that stuff happens. You can never really predict it. I mean, it it was actually the polar opposite of what everyone predicted. If we saw that before that game kicked off last week, we would have thought Dallas would be on offense for forty two minutes. And uh, right, yep, yeah, that's that's the way it goes. That's right. Any given Sunday, right there, Johnny. Yes, sir. All right, so time for the afternoon games. We got the Arizona Cardinals versus the reeling Carolina Panthers. The Cardinals are averaging 30.7 points per game. That's second in the league. Um, 17.2 points allowed per game. That's great. That's third best. They are allowing 2.2 sacks per game, and they are getting 2.8 sacks per game themselves. Um, Players to watch, Jalen Thompson, 89% of the snaps. 50% of his snaps are in the sweet spot. That's kind of why we've seen Buda Baker's production. Um not be what it was the last few years because Jalen Thompson's really the guy getting a lot of those a lot of those snaps in the box and slot. Um, four games with seven or more tackles this year for Mr. Jalen Thompson. Two games with double digit tackles. Um, and yeah, those four games he's put up dub- double digit points. So Jalen Thompson, another guy that's you know you've been able to find on the waivers that's that's been pretty solid for you week to week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's been good. Let's see. Um, Zayvon Collins, he's still not getting the snaps we want. Uh, I guess it's going to take probably an injury for that to happen, so we're going to be praying for that uh, daily (laughs) and nightly because we need Zayvon season. We need Zayvon season. I need to – I want to send out the tweet, the the ZVNSZN tweet. (laughs) But uh, it's coming. It'll be, it'll, it'll, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it one of these days. But um, I'm just a little impatient. All right. Over, over on the Panther side of the ball, um, 19 points per game. That's 26 in the league. So not great. Remember when they started off so hot, Johnny? Um, oh, I do. Yep. They are allowing 20.3 points per game. That's not terrible. That's seventh best in the league. Um, 2.8 sacks allowed per game. That is 22nd. That's not good. And they are getting 2.6 sacks per game uh, themselves. So uh, players to watch, of course, Hassan Reddick, 24 total pressures this year. He has 10 sacks. This is, I guess, another candidate for for offseason additions with Matt Judon. Um, 10 sacks, three quarterback hits. Uh, You can compare that to Burns, 29 pressures and six sacks. He's got five quarterback hits. One thing that is pretty low for Hassan is his win rate, only 11.1%, so it gives you a little bit of pause. But um, either way, it's hard to argue with his production. And he he did it last year too. You know, he 
He did do a lot of it in one game. I think it was against the Giants last year where he had like five or yeah. six sacks. Yep. But, you know, for the most part, he's been pretty consistent this year. Um, we'll kind of see how his situation changes. It, it, they did just sign him to just a one-year deal. But, um, you know, he he's that's that coach there, I think, is, was his college coach. So... He's got that connection, so maybe they try and lock him up and keep him there. That would be the best situation for, for Hassan Reddick to stay there and play alongside Brian Burns. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what they do. He's, I imagine he's going to command a lot of money now that he's he's kind of shown it two years in a row. Um, and people you know people always need edge rushers. So I, I think Hassan Reddick is likely going to be done, a one-and-done deal there in, in Carolina and in and get paid this offseason by someone else. But um, any other notes from from the Panthers-Cardinals uh, game, Johnny? Uh, I mean, nothing nothing crazy. I mean, there's still some weirdness going on with the inside linebacker stuff. Like uh, Thompson is still playing the Carter role. Carter's still playing the Thompson role, even though Thompson's back, like playing time-wise. Um, so that has yet to fix itself. Jeremy Chin uh looking much better recently so uh yes. panic averted and uh in the cornerback core is just an absolute mess absolute absolute mess um they've got all these guys they just can't figure out what to do with them so it's like Dante Jackson sees the most snaps and then they've got AJ Boye, Stefan Gilmore, Keith Taylor and it's just a mishmash of who's going to get what after that which is unfortunate cuz AJ Boye and Stefan Gilmore would be fine corner streaming options, especially if Kyler plays this week. Like that'd be great, uh, but we can't trust any of them if they're not named Dante Jackson. So it's it's kind of a waste. Hey, even if even if Kyler doesn't play, Colt McCoy, baby, <laughs> slinging it, slinging it out there. That was that was so surprising, wasn't it? When Colt McCoy did his damn thing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been weird. It's definitely been weird. <laughs> Certainly has. A uh that's that seems to be how you know how it goes now in the NFL. It's it's very weird. The um players are still really bad and making a lot of really bad decisions uh for the most part. And um yeah. It seems like it's getting worse and more weird <laughs> every year. It, yeah, it definitely is. And you can see it, too. You can already... What are we in? Going into week 10, I've seen so many people just pack it in. Like, I'm yeah. I'm going against against a guy this week that, like, half his roster is on IR, like, hasn't made any moves. Like, this is a money league, for Christ's sakes. Like, what are you doing? Like, th- this is just the new reality. You, you need to adjust in real time every week or you're toast. That's it. Yeah. That's That's how it is. Like, is it annoying? Yes, or all the injuries a pain in the butt. Yep, but uh, if you want to win, you just got to deal with it. <laughs> it's true, man. The game changes. Um, you gotta you gotta change with it. Yep. All right. So next game. This will uh, this will probably be a good game. Los Angeles Chargers versus the Minnesota Vikings. The Chargers. Um, they are giving up twenty five point one points allowed per game. Um, 1.8 sacks allowed per game, and they are getting 1.9 sacks per game uh, themselves. So players to watch for the Chargers, Kaiser White, 
Um, is is he okay? Is is one of those banged? Is Tranquil hurt or yeah? Tra- Tranquil's gone this week. Uh, COVID, I think it is. COVID. Yeah. All right, so yeah, so this will be a good week for for Kaiser White. I think you mentioned Kenneth Murray is back this week, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you're going to play him, this is the week because there's no Tranquil. So so they have to play him, basically. Um, When all three are healthy, uh, yeah, I don't trust Kenneth Murray anymore. But um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and when they all three are healthy, I'm not going to – it's going to be hard to start any of those guys. Right, Um, right. It'll be a mess, yeah. Yes. So Kaiser White, um, last three weeks, 94%, 82%, 81% of the snap shares. Boom bust, 25% of his games have been over 18 points. 50% of his games, were uh, he's put up eight points or less. So, yeah, definition of boom bust. Um, Murray has had a three-week practice window open and has been designated for return. So yeah, it sounds like he will be coming back this week. Um, so yeah, I mean, Murray and and White both both should be in your starting lineups. Probably well, Murray. I mean, I, I understand being cautious. We still kind of want to. They still may ease him back, um, with him coming back from injury and stuff. But Kaiser White, you can start with confidence. Uh, Nasir yeah. Adderley, a guy that's been another really nice under the radar uh, safety for us this year. Have you had any shares of Nasir, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, I got him in that uh, that league we're in, um, the one Gary uh, Tipster Gary set up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's been great, man. He's been really good. Um, it's kind of weird seeing, you know, you just think of Derwin James there, and you think that he's the only one that's, that could be valuable, but no, the Nasir Adderley has has been like a a very solid safety too, and he give, he's given you, I think, probably I'd say two safety one weeks already this year so um he was a guy that a a lot of us liked early on he just was injured and hadn't really got an opportunity so nice to see him balling out with it now the vikings um they are allowing 23.9 points per game they are allowing 1.2 sacks per game that's actually best in the nfl uh and they are getting 3.4 sacks per game as a defense. So players to watch Xavier Woods. We're, we're touching on a lot of these just safety bargains in this episode, but here's another one right here. A hundred percent snap share, uh, only 38% in this, in the sweet spot. But uh, I'm le- I'm less worried about that this week. It's, it's the chargers, you know, they're going to push the ball downfield. This is true. Um, Xavier Woods is averaging 13.71 points per game. Um, he has multiple games over 20 points and Harrison Smith, is he still going to be out? Right? Yeah. He's, he's not in vaxi vax. So he, he done done this week and, uh, Cameron Bynum, it, I, we've talked about this, but he's a corner and everywhere I've seen him, he's a corner, which, uh, is incredible because he's playing Harrison Smith's role, which is essentially a, like a box safety. Uh, so that's, that's beautiful. He had like 38 points last week. <laughs> yes. He balled out. He racked up the tackles. He had a, uh, he had a pick. Um, so yeah, if he's listed as a corner, but even if he's not, I mean, who cares? That's, that's, uh, yeah, you gotta get, you gotta pick that guy up. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, like Johnny mentioned, Nick Vigil, uh, Anthony Barr, is he, is he for sure out? 
Yeah, I'll double check that. But uh, I did read that from Wallert earlier, so that's uh, that's a good source. It's a pretty good source right there. Another guy that that uh, it's unfortunate that we're not going to get to see this week because of COVID. Kenny Wilkes. Um, he was a guy that they brought up off off their practice squad. Um, I think it was yeah, like two weeks bar, ago. Bar bar is out official. Wow. So vigil. Yeah, gotta go get him out there. Um, in your leagues, he's. You know, you know what he did. You saw what he did the first four weeks. He's definitely capable of that. But Kenny Wilkes, a, a guy that, um, yeah, just really getting a shot. Four pressures, seven tackles, and a half of a sack in his debut. He would have had one and a half if not for a penalty. But, um, yeah, a guy that just – the, the type that just thrives there in Minnesota. Um, think of like Brian Robinson and um, – Everson Griffin, he's just one of these high motor, thick boys, um, that uh, is, is going to be pretty good, I think. And he's he's definitely out there on your waivers. I I scooped him up in a league. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to get him this week. But yeah, he's another. If you're having issues at defensive end, take a look at Kenny Wilkes. I think he's going to get a a pretty good opportunity down the stretch. We had talked about you know Patrick Jones before as well, thinking that maybe he'd be the guy, but he's still a rookie. Zimmer's a, a bit of a crotchety old man. I would think that Wilkes is, especially with how he played, he's going to, he's going to have, um, he's going to have the first chance to, to really show what he can do. So, um, Kenny Wilkes needs to, needs to be owned. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, next game we have on the list, we have, the Green Bay Packers versus the Seattle Seahawks. The Packers are averaging 22.1 points per game. They are allowing 20 points per game. Um, 2.1 sacks allowed per game, and they are getting 2.3 sacks per game as a team. Player to watch, Rashawn Gary. He's had a nice breakout this year. He's playing 69% of the snaps, 42 pressures, which is great. Five and a half sacks, eleven QB hits. Um, he has a twenty three point eight percent win rate. That's great as well. Uh, averaging ten point four points per game, but he has three games over sixteen points. So, uh, Rashawn Gary, he's been great. Anyone else on the Packers side that you're you're thinking about, Johnny? Mm. Yeah. So I guess Chris Barnes is somewhat relevant again as like an LB four or flex in those crazy like deep leagues we're in. Uh, so he's up to like sixty something percent of snaps last week, and with uh, Jalen getting blasted out the airlock, they're they're not splitting time at that uh, other inside linebacker position anymore. Uh, Barnes actually led the team in production last week over Devondre Campbell. So uh, yeah, if you need like a crazy deep, less than ideal playing time linebacker, there you go. Yeah, Chris Chris Barnes always super efficient with the tackles. Doesn't even need more than sixty percent of the snaps to get like ten tackles. Think like Alex Singleton with with Chris Barnes. So yeah, it's a good call, especially you know now that no more Jalen Smith. That did not work out well. Mm-mm. Um, on the Seahawks side, Seahawks. I think they get Russ back this week, right? Yes, sir. They do. All right, that's nice. That's a big lift for them. Um, see if they can maybe. Getting the playoffs, going to run here. 
Um, 22.6 points per game for the Seahawks. They are allowing 21.1 points per game. Uh, 3.2 sacks allowed per game. That is 31st in the league. So, yeah, they are. um, Now, Geno Smith was probably helping those numbers out. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. But either way, I think they were they were still pretty bad when Russell was there too. So he gets sacked quite a bit. Um, as a team, they are getting one point eight sacks per game. Um, players to watch here: Jordan Brooks playing seventy nine percent of the snaps this year, averaging twelve point six points per game. He only has two games this year without double digit points, and he has three games with double digit tackles. Seventy three point six PFF tackle grade. Um, so yeah. Jordan Jordan Brooks, he's uh that was an easy call. Everyone everyone kind of saw that coming once KJ Wright left. But mm-hmm. hopefully Jamal Adams can get something going this week. He's been he's been a massive letdown. Um he was basically the first safety off the board in most leagues, but yeah, he's he's played like a safety two for you this year. So um we need him to get on track. Um Anyone else? The Daryl Taylor, he's never really he hasn't really got on track since he had that scary neck injury. Yeah, yeah, he's still dinged up, I think. Um I don't think he even played last week or the week before. Um but something to just keep in mind here is with Russ back, they'll probably go back to that pace of play they had the first like 3 or 4 weeks where it, just their offense was so quick. They weren't huddling. That you know they're scoring on big plays to Metcalf at Lockett, things like that. It led to their defense being on the field a lot, like a ton. So when when that was the case, Brooks's whatever eighty percent of snaps was more like a hundred percent for a normal linebacker on a normal team. So that shouldn't scare you off. It'll be fine. Um, and it's weird that, that that's how we got there was their pace of play, where some other teams just have, you know, three and out, poor offense, and that's why their defense is on the field so much. For Seattle, it's the opposite, but we still got there, so who cares as long as we get there? Yeah, good good, good points there. Um, moving on to the next game, we have Denver Broncos versus the Philadelphia Eagles. The Broncos are averaging 20.8 points per game. They are allowing 17 points per game. Um 3.2 sacks allowed per game. That is 30th in the NFL. So people are getting to Teddy B this year. Uh, they are getting 2.4 sacks per game as a team. Now, the uh, a guy that was probably high on a lot of waiver lists this week, Mr. Jonathan Cooper, balled out. Um, I think he was a seventh-round pick. But he had he had I think two sacks uh, this past week. But it seems like this is going to be the guy that that um, is their Von Bell replacement, and maybe is the reason why they were okay, you know, shipping Von Bell out. Or I'm sorry, Von, Von Miller. Miller, Von Miller yeah. out. Yeah, the other Von. Um, but yeah, uh, Jonathan Cooper. I was able to pick him up in a few spots. What do you think about Jonathan? Jonathan. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd add him. I'd sit on it, though. There, Malik Reed wasn't there last week, so we don't know what this like looks like really yet. Um, yeah, there's got to be some kind of bump, though, right? Like, <clears throat> they've they've got essentially two outside linebacker uh, pass rush guys to, you know, to have in there. Uh, Chubb is IR for the season, I believe, right? So it's 
it's got to be Reed and someone else now that Miller's gone. So this this is probably the someone else. Yeah. So um, Jonathan Cooper, he is second among all rookies and pressures since he started getting more playing time the last three weeks. Um, he is tied with Miles Garrett and pressures over that span. Only Quiddy Pay is ahead of him. So. Yeah, Jonathan Cooper looking very good lately. So I hope that's hope that continues. Um, they, um, you know, they're gonna have they're gonna have a chance for someone to show out there with with uh, Vaughn and Chubb being out. So yeah, I, I would think it'd be Malik or or Cooper, but I hope both of them can still be out there together. Yeah, Reed just says Q. I can't find anything on him. Um... So I don't know. Hopefully we'll see this week. Hopefully it'll get determined. Another guy we got to mention for the Broncos, Baron Browning, um, secured a starting role in week eight, played 97% and 100% of the snaps. His last two games, he's averaging 10 points per game um, over that span. Grades have been okay as well the last two weeks, 56.8 overall grade um, in week nine and 68.5 in week 10. I'm sorry, you know what I mean, 8-9. Um, Baron Browning, I mean, yeah, he's 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 getting the snaps. He's getting the playing time. They did they did bring in Avery Williamson again for a second mm-hmm. time this year. They had already they had already he'd already been there, you know, for a cup of coffee. They cut him and now he's back. So, um I don't think he's more than really a depth play there. So, yeah, Baron Browning season it, it seems is is officially here. Any thoughts on Browning? Yeah, no, I, I got him. I got him in a few spots. I I don't know if this is the game where he shines. Um, the Eagles really don't run the ball all that often. Uh, even with when they had Brian Westbrook back in the day, they didn't run the ball that often. So it's true. We'll see. But yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Rest of season. Uh, I've got him in several places. Yep. Okay, switching over to the Eagles side. Um, they're allowing 24.2 points per game. They are allowing 1.7 sacks per game. They are getting 1.9 sacks per game as a team. Players to watch on the Eagles. TJ Edwards played 96% of the snaps in Week 9, displacing Alex Singleton. Um, he played f- over 50% of the snaps in only two games, um, and that was Week 8 and 9. Uh but he's averaged 17.3 points per game in those two weeks. The grades have been good, too, the last two weeks, 72.5 in Week 8, 76.8 in Week 9. Um, so, yeah, that's that's great. That is not that is not what has been going on there in Philadelphia with the other linebackers. Uh, David Taylor's been okay. But, uh, yeah, all the other ones have been grading very poorly. We know they cut Eric Wilson. That just did not work out at all. Mm. Um so yeah, TJ Edwards looks like he's going to be relevant for now. You know how this goes. I mean, they could decide to switch things up again in, in two weeks. So yeah, this is this is this year's Donald Payne. We're all just going to sit on a knife edge until uh, playoffs are over, hoping that no one pulls the rug out from under us. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much, pretty much. Um, but it does look like Edwards and, and Taylor are the two linebackers that uh, are getting the yeah, most it, playing it's, time there. It's, it's the first time we've seen movement over, I think, 80% of snaps at an inside linebacker for the Eagles all year. 
So I right. that's a good that's a good sign, I think, right? Like they, they trust this guy enough to actually leave him in for all three downs. Uh we have not seen that in twenty twenty one. So that that's a good sign. Yeah, I think so too. And then the fact that he is grading well. Yeah, that's good stuff. So um if you got TJ Edwards, congrats. You might have a uh, you might have you a, a, a league winner there uh, in your flex. The Sunday night game, the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, a team that has not been in the news at all recently, versus the <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are allowing two point two sacks per game, um, and they are getting two point sacks per game as a team. Um, 66.9 plays against per game. Um, players to watch, uh, Yannick and Gakwe, 69% snap share, 83, I'm sorry, 81.3 pass rush grade, 19.6% win rate. He has 37 pressures, six sacks and six QB hits on the year point explosion over the last two weeks. though. 27.75 points per game over his previous two. So um, they got a nice little pass rush there between Yannick and Max, and sometimes Carl comes in and does his thing. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, pretty much every week it's it's Yannick or Max will blow up for something. So, yeah, either one, you're looking good. Um, The Chiefs, they... They are allowing 1.9 sacks per game, um, and they are only getting 1.3 sacks per game. Um, that is that's the worst in the league. So, you know that's that's a big reason why they brought in Melvin Ingram, um, who was traded at the deadline, but um, he played only 46. So he played this past week. Is that right? Yep. I didn't even notice he only played 46% of the snaps, but he did rack up four pressures um, on those 29 snaps. Uh, graded out okay as well, 68.2 overall PFF grade, 68.0 pass rush grade, 15.0% um, win rate. Not bad, not bad. Melvin Ingram, that's been what he's kind of been doing. He's been putting up good pressure numbers, still grading pretty well. He's been doing that, you know. He was doing that in Pittsburgh, um, but yeah, he's he's definitely he's definitely needed here in Kansas City, where I don't think he was in Pittsburgh. Mm. So mm-hmm. maybe we can actually see some production from him. Yeah, they they need something that's for sure. Although they've been a lot better last couple of weeks. Um, you know, M- Mina Kimes, who I would totally marry, by the way, uh, seems <laughs> to think seems to think that it's. Uh, Daniel Sorensen related. Did you see that tweet she put out? No. It was actually pretty good. It was an interesting theory that since they displaced Sorensen with Thornhill, their pass coverage has been better. Uh, their points per game allowed, all that stuff is down like significantly. Wow. Well, yeah, Sorensen was awful. He was getting toasted um, quite a bit. So, um yeah, that that seemed to be a, a good move there for for Kansas City. If only they could figure out their offense. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll get it figured out though. All right, last game on the preview Monday night, we get the ooh baby the Odell debut San Francisco 49ers versus the Los Angeles Rams. Um, the 49ers 
are allowing two sacks per game. They are getting 2.2 sacks per game as a team. Um, the Rams, they are allowing 1.4 sacks per game. That is second best. Um, and then as a team, they get 3.1 sacks per game. So that's that's really good too. So getting a lot of sacks uh, on defense, and they are not giving them, uh, giving up a lot on offense. So that's what you want. Um, any anyone you're interested in this game, Johnny? I mean, the, these defenses are pretty pretty set in stone. There are some minor moving pieces that we're keeping an eye on. Um, you know, corner wise, like is Darius Williams going to get back to being the second corner on the Rams? And uh, after Josh Norman, I think yelled at Cliff Kingsbury last week. He got benched for unsportsmanlike conduct flag that he got drawn on him. So. Who's the second corner for the Niners? Because Niners Nation wants him to get benched or cut um, for helping them lose that game. So I'm interested in stuff like that, but no one actually gives a crap about that stuff, so it's not important. Um, we got the Aziz thing, the the Greenlaw thing. Greenlaw is not coming back this week, so we don't need to worry about that. Uh, and then, yeah, the Ernest Jones thing, um, which, you know, there will be maybe a waiver wire linebacker there. But right now there's like half of one. It's like, you know, half of reader, half of Jones. And, and from, from these eyes, when the game mattered, they trusted reader. Uh, that's what I saw. Hmm. Get your reader. Uh, you, you mentioned, uh, Aziz. Aziz. Yeah. Something. Yeah. What? One of the two. He's averaging 96 percent snap share since Greenlaw went on IR. He's averaging 11.4 points per game. Um, only two games under 10 points this year, two games above 15. So, um, yeah, he's been a he's great been, waiver. Yeah, he's yeah. right. He's been great. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's been Greenlaw. He's basically been what Greenlaw is. It, um, exactly. Exactly. It's just a tradition of that other inside linebacker slot has just been fine. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and then let's mention Ernest Jones a little bit more. Spiked uh, at 89% with the snaps in week eight after Young was traded, but he dropped back down to just 62% in week nine. Um, he did blow up, though, in week eight. He had 32 points that week, um, but only four and a half in week nine in that reduced role. So graded decently in both both games, 66.4 um, in week eight, 62.3 in week nine. But yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, they'd seem to maybe trust reader a little bit more right now. Um, and that's, that's probably just because Ernest doesn't have the experience yet. Yeah. Right. McVeigh is a smart guy. He's not going to trust a rookie to a hundred percent of snaps, um, on that defense, just straight up. He's not like it, you know, that I would be beyond shocked if that's the move the rest of the year. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, but man, that should be a pretty fun game. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see Odell. What do you think about that trade, man? Or the be, the the signing? So stupid. Really, so stupid. Like you either get a guy that gives you acceptable production for a few weeks, then gets injured and is gone for the year, and you just got to worry about him saying something dumb on social media. Or you get a guy that doesn't get the production and is in Stafford's ass so much about it that he becomes a locker room cancer and leaves to go to like his third or fourth team, whatever it is now, 
in the last few years. So waste of time, waste of money, unnecessary attention. Uh, I don't think it's going to make a difference. If anything, it'll make a negative difference. Wow. So you're, you're against, you're against Odell. Yeah. You hate, you hate Odell. No, I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate anyone. I don't hate anything. Um, life is good. I don't need to hate. <laughs> I just, yeah. I just think it's, I just think it's a dumb move. Like why, why no, you, you I, got receivers? <laughs> yeah, it's, I understand. I, I get that. I get the uh, fatigue with Odell. It's, um, it's the same thing with why did Tampa Bay get Antonio Brown? They're, uh, they're just trying to, you know, take the offense to a whole nother level. You're right, though. They do have to put up with the attitude and the, uh, all the antics that come along with Odell. But if it's a big if, if it can work out, boy, it could be pretty special. Um, and again, Odell has never had, he's just never been in a good situation. You know, I, I don't care that the Browns were have been turning it around as a team and they've, you know, I don't care. They, they don't, they don't know how to handle a star like that. Uh, also the offense is just not good for a player like that. I get that, you know, people call Odell selfish and all that stuff. Um, and yes, he is. I think that, you know, if you were to really get inside of his head, I think that he would probably choose, um, good stats over, over winning, but, you know, for for guys like him, skill players and and uh, receivers and running backs, you know, so much of their legacy is based on what type of numbers they're putting up, and um, he's gonna want to put up big numbers. If if he, he's a, he is a star, he's a good player. Um, if he doesn't put up big numbers, that affects his legacy. He's gonna be unhappy. Uh, that's just the way this stuff goes. But boy, either way, um, it's you know. NFL was lacking in storylines. I'm I'm glad that we got we got thrown this bone. <laughs> it and I don't know. I I think the difference for me too is AB has a track record before the you know freezing his feet off and all the other dumb shit he did. <laughs> like the the years in Pittsburgh of just quiet production. Like he he gave us that floor of just year after year of wide receiver one production, not saying a thing, just doing his thing. So we knew it was possible. We knew we could get back to that with the right coach in the right situation. I've never seen that out of Odell, ever. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. He did, he was pretty special early on. I, it's more of like, uh, it's more of I guess maybe like Randy Moss might have been a better comparison, where he went to Oakland and kind of like just died for a few years, you know, and then it just took him getting in the best situation ever he's ever been in to to really really ball out again. Um, We'll see. It's it's. I'd say it's it is more likely, you know, that Odell doesn't do much, um, and and then that goes south. Then you know, then my description of of what could happen. So, <laughs> well, they're, way, they're going. They're going for it though. That's. I mean, that's the big thing. Like that, the Rams know their windows open, and they're going for it. And that's that's why guys like Rodgers are pissed off all the time, right? Because like yeah. his window's been open for three years, and what have they done? You know, nothing. Like here's here's the corpse of Randall Cobb. Have a good season. Like <laughs> I know, man. Like yeah, he Aaron Rodgers got like, dude. What they already had Woods and uh, Cup and Van. They just cut Deshaun. I'm I got 
I got Lazard as my number two over here, dog. Come on. I know. It's brutal, man. It's brutal. But I, I like that about McVay. Like, he always goes for the throat. Like, he, yes. he's, he, yeah, he's one of my favorite coaches by far. I love, yeah, I love the mentality of, of, of the Rams and their GM. Just, you know, they're going to try and win now. They're going to just continue to just stack stars. And, I mean, so many of these teams are just, and it's true in Dynasty, too. Like, and it, so many people are just scared to make moves. Like, what are you scared of, dude? Like, if you have a shot to, you know, win, and you're not going to, like, if you're as long as you're not, like, completely gutting your future, if you're adding assets, you're, you're still at, you know, if you're trading away picks for assets, those are still assets, you know, as long as they're not, like, all Travis Kelsey or, you know, Derrick Henry. Um, I don't, I just don't get people just being afraid to, make moves when it's you know when they have an opportunity to potentially win a championship and it's the same it's the same way in the nfl with all these other gms Um, yep you you play to win the game you don't play it just to play it exactly (laughs) (laughs) we need to get those drops in so we'll work on that but all right this has been a long ass episode an hour 20 uh this is that's just you guys knew this was coming this is what me and johnny do we just Love to talk. But um, next week, it'll be Evan and Joey coming back for week 11. Me and Johnny will join you guys again in week 12. But uh, good luck to everyone out there. We hope that we hope that you win your weeks. And um, Oh, and, and we're going we're gonna to save me pooping on stream for in-person when I get out to Kentucky. So Yeah, we're going to do that here, and we're going to put it behind a paywall. Yes. So, <laughs> only fans. So, only fans. <laughs> there you go so uh be on the lookout for that i cannot wait so love everyone good luck this week take care of yourselves good night